0: Welcome to the Shohaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So, this morning we're rounding off our series. It's been looking at um, sometimes we find it difficult to understand God. And this morning I'm just going to be um, sort of rounding and finishing this series off. But I have a, a particular word this morning that I haven't been able to shake for the last couple of days, and the words valleys. That there are people here that are um, going through or in a valley. And I'll explain what that's about in a couple of minutes' time. Um, just, I don't know how to sort of um, um, f- phrase this, um, but um, probably just to jump straight into it. That I believe that the, the, the church in Australia uh, needs to become more politically savvy. I'll keep trying to explain. I, um, I don't know if you saw during the week, though, um, a Queensland education system banning Primary school children um, from um, using the name of Jesus in the playground um, and banning, banning any use of uh, cards around Christmas or Easter. Dead set. If you think I'm joking? Go and Google it, you'll find it there. That's, this is in Australia, happening right now. They're trying to ban kids, primary school kids, from saying Jesus in the classrooms or in the playground is that bizarre or what i mean how ridiculous is that and you know it's very encouraging yesterday we were at a a breakfast um kim what was the lady's name um andrea anyway andrea um andrea um did a tour around australia she runs a she's a, a lawyer uh by uh barrister um by profession um she's my age quite young and she was in Australia doing four meetings in um, some of the, the, um, the, the larger um, cities in Australia. Um, what, she, what she spoke about is the, uh, her ministry is called Christian Concern. And what she does is she, she um, goes to court to defend the rights of Christians. That's what she does. At the moment, she has 200 cases that are on her books. And she highlighted some of them yesterday. Some, some people have uh, lost their job. Uh, because they refused to take off their cross in the workplace. Um, Nurses have been sacked because they offered to pray for people. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And when she was sharing that, she's sort of saying that probably the UK is about 15 years ahead of Australia, but it's coming to Australia as well. And it got me thinking, especially in light of hearing that in Australia, we're more than... 50, close to 60% of the population are Christian. We have an education department that is saying that you can't use the name of Jesus in a playground. I don't know about you, but I think that that's ludicrous. I think that that's dead set wrong. And I think that we need to start to voice our opinion on things like that. Three of us think that way. So, you know, each week I just want to encourage us um, in just being active and and aware of what's happening, Um, you know, in our nation today. Right now in the Victorian Parliament, there's a bill uh, that they're trying to pass for euthanasia. Uh, A voluntary uh, taking of one's life the bible says thou shalt not kill and you know that's just a sad thing uh, potentially that could be passed in the Victorian um, parliament where where people can take their own lives now and you know we might think some of us all got different opinions but I would expect that it may not be too many steps away from people saying I'm depressed so I want to end my life and especially if it becomes law amen So it's probably not the best start to my message. It probably should have started with a joke or something like that. Uh, But anyway, it is what it is. And I want to encourage us. We have a voice. Come on, we have a voice. We 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 have a heritage. We have had men and women that have gone to war and died for us in the First World War and the Second World War so that we could experience the freedom that we have today. And we need to have our eyes wide open so that we don't allow... Voices to come in and, and, and people to come in and encroach on that freedom that we have. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Next week we'll bring a. Uh, we've got a. I just pinched it yesterday from the table. Well, they sort of said to go and take it. They did. So I didn't pinch it. I just took it before they said that. I took it, then they said, t- take them. I figured that's where they were going anyway. But a, 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 a signature. In in light of the uh, the the stuff that's going to the to the um, Parliament in Victoria. Um, I think it's um, Folk, uh, family voice. Family voice are heading up a petition. They're aiming for 80,000 signatures to take to parliament to say we in Australia believe that this is wrong. So bring that next week to you, and I uh, really want to encourage us to sign it. And you know, I, we might my, we might lose people out of the church because I'm talking about politics. Well, I hope we don't. I just think we just need to be savvy. We need to have our eyes open to what's happening in our country today, and we need to know that we have we have the right to express our view, don't we? We have the right to express our view. What we what we believe is true. What we believe is is right. Amen. So we just want to, um, again, you know, just wanted to, to, to jump into our, our, our series today uh, when God doesn't make sense. And uh, Rachel shared last Sunday morning a brilliant message. If you have didn't weren't here to to hear it, I want to encourage you uh, go to the website podcast brilliant message. Someone couldn't believe that you were, you were 21 years of age. I said, ah, oh, well, and I tell you what, she's powerful. So that was last Sunday. She looked at the life of Joseph and we've been asking questions like this. Have you ever had a time in your life where you felt like God wasn't making sense? You thought you had the right outcome, uh, the right answer to your prayer, but it just didn't go the way that you thought. And you know we've been saying, and I'll say it again, that I'm sure that if we asked people individually, um, all of us would have uh, some time in our life where we found it difficult to understand God. We we found it difficult to understand why He didn't do what we thought so logically that He would do. And we've all had seasons in our life when we've um, gone through times like that. And this morning, I, I really felt to talk about the times where we go through valleys in our walk with God. Um, um we go through um, um, a difficult season it might be a a dark season it, it might be a season of 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 ill health it might be a season where we're going through a valley with a difficulty in relationship uh, it could be a, a season in our lives where we we struggle financially and we're under great pressure with that there could be a a number of seasons that we that we have gone through or even could be going through today and i want to just talk a little bit about valleys and share some of uh some of uh, my experience in a valley in, in 2015. but I've really felt this morning as I was just praying that some people today you're in a valley, but rather than walk through the valley to the mountaintop, you've camped in your valley. Does that make sense? Um, I'll do my best this morning, but it's like you know you, you, you've been in a season, and you've got so used to this difficult season, then rather than than, than walk with God and and, and apply the principles that we're going to talk about this morning and and push through the valley to get to that place where God wants to take you, you've given up. And I believe that this morning, there's a number of people that are like that this morning, that you're camping in your valley. God wants to come and shake you this morning and encourage you this morning and, and tell you to stop camping there this morning, to pack up your tent and start moving forward again. Amen. And I don't know who you are, but I believe that there's a number of people that are like that this morning, that you're camping in your valley. You're not meant to be camping in your valley. You're meant to be walking through your valley. Amen. So let's have a look this morning. Um, The truth is valleys will come to all of us. And I want you to open up your Bible this morning to Psalm, the book of Psalm. It's about in the middle of the Bible. You've got your Bible this morning. Got your Bible. Open it up. Psalm chapter 23 I want to read it to you this morning chapter 23 and verse 4 just give you a moment while you're flicking through the pages I love that noise it's just wow that's the sound of revival there you could just you could just mess with me if you wanted anything like that that'll do that's great psalm chapter 23 verse 4 says this Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I looked at that verse of Scripture there, Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, and I would expect more than likely it was David that wrote it. David was experiencing or walking through a valley in his life. Because he states there, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I started to think about David's life and some of the valley experiences that he must have gone through. And I re- remember David when, uh, after he uh, had achieved some, some pretty significant things under the leadership of Saul, Saul got quite um, um, jealous of David's success. And then we see that David's cast out of the kingdom uh, under the leadership of Saul. And they say that David goes on to spend about four years uh, fleeing for his life. He spends about four years. Going from the palace, living in the lap of luxury, 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 living there, don't laugh at me, <laughs> you're laughing at me, living in the land of luxury, uh, to spending his nights and his days now in caves. And I thought, wow, what a valley experience that must have been for him. Going from that place to now living in this place, even though God has brought this prophetic word to him about him being the future king of Israel, he must have had many, many dark times and many, many dark thoughts through his valley experience. Then I thought about another time in his life as well, after the judgment of God comes down upon him for what he did uh, to Bathsheba's husband. And the, the wickedness that he committed, we see that the judgment of God comes down upon him and he loses, loses his son as a result of that. The son that was to be born from Bathsheba, God, God's judgment comes down upon him. And I just, just wonder what an incredible, devastating valley experience that must have been for him as well. Could you imagine what it must have felt like? Knowing that you've done the wrong thing, you've, 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 you've wronged your, your, your family, yourself, your, your, your God, and now the judgment of God comes upon him, but it doesn't come upon him, it becomes, comes upon his son. For me, uh, my valley experience I wanted to touch on a little bit this morning was in 2015. Some people may be aware of it and some may not, but in September of 2015 while I was on a missions trip in um, Vanuatu, over there with a team of people, um, um, I had uh, what was probably best described as a, uh, a mini-stroke. And uh, it was quite a, quite a, a significant experience. I, I still remember uh, Ann being there. <laughs> the only thing that I could remember in that whole blackout was her standing in front of me and crying. <laughs> hey, Dad, you're right. That's the only thing that I can, can remember. I don't remember how I got to the ambulance, but I remember that little face. Hallelujah. And come back from Vanuatu, and you know, in, in September, we, we got back, I think, about the 20th or something like that, but I just arrived back in Australia, and I just knew something wasn't quite right within me. I, I, I couldn't tell you what it was, I just knew that it wasn't right. And around November, um, around November the 4th it was, it was the weekend before Margaret Court came, um, I came close to having a heart attack, and um, I was at, in the office here, and and um, I checked my blood pressure, and and um, I think it was um, it was one one ninety over one ten, and I wasn't quite sure about all that. So I remember ringing Karen Piccarillo and said, Karen, you're a nurse. I'm not quite sure what's going on here, but is that all right? And she said, No, it's not. All right. You need to be laying down. And then I think I checked it again. It was two ten over one ten, or something like that. And uh, I rang Karen and then Karen sent Steve and Steve came and took me to the hospital. And uh, when I got to the hospital, they thought I'd had a heart attack as they checked the blood pressure and did all that and then took me in. And I I remember just laying there, just thinking, man, this is just not good. Seeing my family all standing around me, just laying there. And, um, you know, thankful to God, um, as we went through all the tests and whatnot, I didn't have a heart attack. But it was two weeks after that. Two weeks after that, that my valley experience really kicked in because two weeks after that, um, I, I had to stop work. And in a two-week period, I went from someone that was normally quite optimistic to someone that was now um, 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 very, very pessimistic, um, very negative. I went from someone in a two-week period that was quite, um, 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 I would say, um, normally quite um, outgoing and friendly, hopefully, to someone now that was super introverted and was frightened about the thought of going to a shopping centre because of who I might have seen. And for me, that was such a valley experience. I remember it took... It took about seven months to to, to come back into a a place of strength when I first went and started to meet um, with a psychologist, and I've got no shame in saying that whatsoever. Thank God for the medical profession. Amen. But I remember going, and they did this test on me, and they test you around your anxiety, and my anxiety was um, extreme, and then the the test on the depression side was severely extreme. So I was a minister who was in a mess. (laughs) I was in a valley. I was in a dark time. I mean, I could, I, there, was, there were times um, that I had thoughts um, about my future and about my life that I, that I wouldn't want to share. But thoughts would come to me about um, life and the future and all that. And I was in such a dark place that I just could not see my way forward. It was a valley experience. And I want to encourage each of us this morning. You might be in a valley experience but God's objective in the valley experience, not that he's put you in it, but it's to lead you out of it, amen. It's to lead you out of it, amen. Because what I found in God, I, I just found, um, for me as I look back, I realized that it was the valley that God was leading me through and he was teaching me along the way. I won't say this morning, oh, thank God for that season in my life. You know, oh, thank the Lord. No, <laughs> I didn't like that season at all. I mean, I, I remember driving back every... I'd go to the the psychologist. I think it was... Um, uh, firstly, it was weekly. Then it was fortnightly. Then it was monthly. And I remember coming out of, of Wollongong and there was a set of lights that would pull up every time. you just get the red light every time. I don't know why. But I'd just sit there and go, Lord, how long is this going to continue? How long is this going to... I'd have the meeting. I'd come home. I'd be upset and what... And just, God, how long is this going to continue? I never thought that I'd... Be, be back to this place of, 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 of having the great privilege and joy of, 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 of ministering in this church. I, there, were, there were so many weeks and months that I never, never thought that I'd get back to this place. Hallelujah. But I've learned along the way that, you know, you go through these seasons and God teaches you things about him and about yourself. So even though it might be dark and and, and and it's devastating, and I want to encourage you this morning, you might be in a dark season this morning, and it might be, you know, someone that's going through a, a hard time. I, I want to encourage you this morning that, that God has a plan and a purpose to lead you through the valley and take you to the mountaintop where He wants you to be. Amen? Because I, I encourage you with all of my heart this morning that even though I... Didn't like going through that season. And even though um, it affected my family and our church family here and other things that we do uh, um, around the place, at the end of the day, God used it for his glory. Amen. So this morning, I want to share some thoughts around our valley experiences because again, this morning, you might be in one right now. And what I want you to remember in, in, in valleys, in the dark valleys, Four little thoughts this morning, just little thoughts, and then we're going to look at five quick things that we can give you that I've found really helped when you're going through that valley experience. Is that all right with everyone? Miss Zuma just looked at a clock. I can do that in 20 minutes, don't you worry. (laughs) Number one, this is what we've got to remember about valleys. When you're in a valley, the first thing you've got to remember is this valleys are inevitable. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, the NIV, he says this, In this world, you will have trouble. Oh, thanks, Lord. Thanks for that bit of encouragement there. No, valleys are inevitable. Sooner or later, you will be either entering into one or walking out of one. But the reality is about valleys, they are inevitable. They'll happen to us all, amen. So don't be discouraged. Like James says in the book of James chapter 1, count it all joy when you face various trials. The Message Bible says, throw a party when you're in a trial. Bizarre. But that's what the Bible says. Because it goes on then to talk about our faith being Tempered and our faith being developed. Amen? So, number one, valleys are inevitable. They're going to happen to all of us at some point in our walk with God. Second thing to remember uh, is this valleys happen to everyone. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45 in the Living Bible, it says, Jesus said, it rains on the just and the unjust too. No one's excluded from having a valley experience at some time in their life. The third little thought about valleys this morning is this. Valleys end. <laughs> Yo! Amen. They end. I can't tell you how scared I was, how I was much i was packing myself the first sunday morning coming back to this place i always remember i think i drove around shell harbour village like six times before i got here i was just like god but valleys end they end they come to an end that's what we need to remember this morning valleys also even though they begin they end and the last little thought this morning is this valleys are there to build our faith they're not there to destroy us They're not there to to, um, overcome us. But valleys are intended by the Lord to build our faith, amen, to strengthen us. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1, verse 6 says this, At the present, you may be temporarily harassed by all kinds of trials. This is no accident. It happens to prove your faith. Hallelujah. Did you love that this morning? Don't be discouraged if you're in a valley this morning. Don't be um, 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 overwhelmed if you're feeling like you're in a valley today. No, 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 no. Don't, Don't have that view. Have the view that God is going to bring you through to the mountaintop. Amen. He's going to take you through this season and he's going to take you to the place that he has for you. Hallelujah. But there are people today that are camping in their valley. God wants to shake you out. So valleys are there to lead us to the mountaintop. And before you get to the mountain, you have to pass through the what? Come on, where do you have to pass through before you get to the mountaintop? you are got to pass through the valley. And again, we think of David. He must have had amazing valley experiences. You know, he had the prophecy about his future. He had the victory um, over Goliath. But before the promotion, there was the valley. Hiding in the caves, the valley experiences, you know, yelling out to God, God, you're not making sense, but God knew exactly what he was doing. And David this morning, I want to touch on this this morning. David gives us some keys to walk walking through a valley. He traveled through some. So I want you to go in your Bible this morning to Psalm chapter 42. Make mine a bit louder. Psalm chapter 42 and verse 5 this morning. We want to draw a few thoughts out of this verse of Scripture there. Psalm chapter 42, verse 5, it says this. Say, I have you found it. Is that everyone? I'm just having a break. I only work two hours a week on a Sunday, so I thought I'll just have a, a, bit, of a bit of a breather. Is that all right with everyone? We all good? Amen. Hmm? Oh. Thanks for having me back, mate. You could have ditched me at any time through that six, seven-month period. <laughs> I wouldn't have blamed you either. <laughs> Amen. It's good. Yes, love the work in food care that you do, you and the team. It's just awesome. Huh? <laughs> love it. So Psalm chapter 42 verse 5, there's a few verse a few thoughts that we want to bring out of this verse of scripture in this chapter. It says Paul speaking, uh, David speaking, why are you in despair? Oh, my soul, why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Sounds like a bit of a valley experience going on there. Why are you in despair? Why are you down? Why are you discouraged? Why are you feeling outcast? Oh, my soul. that was looking at his life going, why am I feeling this way? It's like I'm in a valley. Well, if you look at some of the other thoughts in that scripture preceding and after, He says things like this, my tears have been my food day and night. Yeah, my tears. Another part of the verse of scripture in this chapter 42, he says, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Sounds like he's in a valley. I say to God, my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? And then another part of this verse of Scripture says, My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me. It doesn't sound like... You know, I would. It's not like you'd want to swap places with this man right now, would you? Going through a valley, going through a difficult time. So this morning as we... Prepare to conclude, the thought is this, what can I do when I'm in a valley? The first thought is this, we must learn to manage our thoughts. When we're going through, if you're in a valley, we must learn to manage our thoughts. If you can't manage your thoughts, you will be led by your emotions. Walking through a valley is all about thinking right. There is an end to it. Amen. There is an end to it. It's about thinking right, Um, drawing drawing um, hope out of that thought there because the Bible says about our thoughts, as a man thinks in his heart, so shall he be. You are what you think, amen. So the first thought is when you're in, in a valley, make sure that you're managing your thoughts. Get your thought life right, amen. More than anything else, what determines your life is your thoughts, are your thoughts, Not your background, not your hereditary, not your environment, but what you choose to think about has greater influence on your life more than anything else you can possibly imagine. Because as a man thinks in his heart or his mind, so he is. While I was in my valley, I learned to isolate the lies and bombard them with the truth. When I was in my valley, all sorts of lies would come. You'll never return. This will never end. You'll never get to the end of this. You're always going to be like, I learned to isolate the lie and to bombard it with the truth. And I want to encourage you this morning as well. Manage your thoughts. Isolate the lie of the enemy. The devil can't speak anything but lies. Jesus said that. So unless it's the truth of the word of God and it's encouraging and uplifting, then it's a lie. If you're in a valley, manage your thoughts. Your situation is going to get better. Amen. Love these little thoughts here. What we need to do is we need to, when we're in a valley, stop focusing on our problems and start focusing on God's power. Stop focusing on your situation and start focusing on your Savior. Come on. Stop focusing on what you can't do and start focusing on what God can do. It's all a matter of our Focus and what we tend to give our thought life to. And the first thought in the valley, when you're going through a valley, make sure that you manage your thoughts. Second thought is this remember, I might get excited about this point. I think I might. I'm I'm feeling it. All right, okay. Remember, praise leads to his presence. Remember, praise leads to his presence. One of the most difficult things, and I found as well, when you're in a valley situation, is you find it so difficult to feel the presence of God. That's what I found the hardest thing. It's like you're just the presence of God. You know in your heart that what God won't abandon you, but in your head, you can really begin to question, God, are you with me? But I found this sometimes we just have to be like the writer of psalm chapter twenty seven verse eight and have a bit of a i will attitude I will attitude listen to what it says because you don't feel like praising God, but God's presence is found when we praise him and if you're in a valley situation right now and you don't feel like you can you can experience God's presence, you might feel a little bit dry or a little bit barren, I want to encourage you, get your praise on. Now, like a black prick, get your praise on. I better keep going, I'm going to get in trouble. Whoops. (laughs) Come on, listen to what it says. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I helped. Verse Uh, 8 of psalm 27 therefore my heart greatly rejoices and with my song what I will praise him hallelujah there are times in our walk with God that we've got to get over our feelings and over our emotions and just commit to being the sort of people that say I will praise him despite what's happening in my life despite what's happening in my circumstances I will choose to praise him amen Hallelujah. Praise is about adoration. Adoring God for who he is. Just just walk outside. You can start to adore God straight away. Look at where we live. Look at our beaches. You just walk and see nature, creation, everything. You just take a moment just to adore God. Praise is also about thanking God as well. Hallelujah. 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 There are so many things. I thank God nearly every night for my pillow top mattress. And my beautiful wife that sits, sleeps next to me. There are so many things that you can thank God for. And praise is about adoring God and about thanking God. Praise is such a powerful thing to to engage in when you're in a valley. Praise doesn't always change our situation. It just changes the view we have of our situation truth bomb you get it (laughs) what praise does is the more we praise him the bigger he becomes and the valley becomes smaller amen paul in prison uh i won't get you to turn to your, your bibles this morning i'll just do it quickly for you uh acts chapter 16 paul in prison paul understood the power of praise when in a valley because he's in prison with another another buddy and he should have been down and feeling out. But in Acts chapter 16, this is what we find Paul doing in prison in chains again. But Paul at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Paul's in prison, chained again, and here he is at midnight doing what? What? Praising the Lord, singing praises to God. Amen. He's getting his praise on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm in prison again. Oh, I've got this difficulty with the finance. Oh, you know, I've got... No, 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 no. That's just giving glory to the devil. Don't do that. Hey, my God is greater. My God is bigger. My God is well able. God, you call me more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Jesus. Amen. That's what Paul was doing. But the thought that I love this morning is after he gets his praise on, there was a suddenly that took place. And there are people here this morning, you might be camping in your valley experience, but God's wanting to give you a suddenly. Because look at what it says after, I might run out of my voice this morning. Some people are hoping it does, but (laughs) it says this. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison... Awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners uh, from sleep and seeing the uh, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, "Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. As we praise God, supernatural things begin to happen. Suddenly, start to take place in our lives. Psalm chapter twenty-two, verse three says this: that God inhabits the praises of His people." You might not feel like praising God in your valley experience right now, but I want to encourage you with all of my heart, get your praise on. Start to praise God. Get in the car, wind the windows up, and start to praise God. Amen. Get home, lock yourself in your bedroom, whatever the case may be, and start to praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Did you put something in my dinner last night? You're getting it this morning? Praise is such a powerful thing. You don't praise God because you feel like it, you praise God because of who God is. Get it? You don't pray because I just feel like praising you, Lord. You know, the worship Sabrina was just amazing this morning. I praise the Lord. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What? We pray not because of how we feel, but because of who He is. He's majestic. He's high. He's lifted up. He's exalted. He is so, so many things. Amen. So number two, remember the presence of God is found in praise. Number three, as I start to conclude this morning, number three, refuse to be fearful. You've got to fight. Hallelujah. In my valley, fear was continually trying to grip me, trying to grip me all the time. Rachel, Rachel would remember how many times she would say, you know, let's go to the shopping center. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going. No, no. Oh, no. If I go there, I might see someone. Amen? But fear, we've got to make sure that we refuse to be fearful. Remember that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? The devil's tool is fear, but God doesn't want us to be fearful. So that's the third thing. Refuse to be fearful. You've got to fight. Amen? When you're in your valley. You've got to stand up when you're in your valley. You've got, to, you've got to refuse, resist the enemy, amen. Resist him because the Bible says that if you resist him, he will flee, amen. have got to refuse to be fearful. Number four, you've got to remember when you're in a valley, God is with me. Hallelujah. In the valley, remember Emmanuel. In the valley, remember Emmanuel. In the valley, remember Emmanuel. God is with is with us. Hallelujah. You might not feel like He's with you, but He is with you. Why? Because this is what He says. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it says this in the Living Bible, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. Um, when you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of repression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you because... He is with us. Keep remembering in a valley that God is with us. Number five, if I could just have someone just up on the keyboard, that would be great. Thank you, Lisa. Look at that. Three minutes to go. ah uh-huh. ha <laughs> I might have popped a few valves in the meantime, though. We'll see how we go when we get home. I hope it's helping you this morning. I just was really, the last two days, just stirred in my heart about this thought of valley, but more importantly, camping in them. Number five, the last little thought that's so important. Ask others to walk with you through your valley. Ask someone else to walk with you through your valley. Now it was a very, very incredibly uh, difficult thing for me when the doctor said I had to go and see a psychologist. It was, it was a really hard thing to do. I'll be honest. I just found that thought of going and sitting with a psychologist. I mean, (laughs) you're the man of faith, you know? (laughs) Yeah. If you only knew. I struggle like everyone else but you know going and seeing a psychologist was a really difficult thing to get over and that first appointment oh boy oh boy I didn't like her No. Nah. there's just nothing right, right wrong with her <laughs> she, she, she was no good no it's was a waste of time I'm not going back oh well I went back and again and again and again and again and again and a dozen times maybe but when you're walking through a valley don't do it on your own Bring up, bring people alongside you. See, when we go through our valley, what we tra- what, what the devil wants us to do is to be isolated. It's like it's like we don't want anyone else to know that we're really going through this hard time. But that's exactly what Satan will do because once you're isolated, um, the the potential for you to overcome is so 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 limited. Amen. Amen. You know the, the scripture says, uh, "He who isolates himself, he or she who isolates himself seeks their own destruction." I had to bring that psychologist in to help me. One of the other things that I did that was so, so helpful was to bring some mentors in as well. Some trusted friends that I knew. And you know what helped the most? Was talking with them and realizing that they'd been through exactly the same thing. It's like when you hear that, you go, yeah, that's all right. We can do it. All right, we can do it. All pumped up after the phone call, then comes tomorrow. (laughs) But you keep pushing and you keep fighting and you keep doing what you need to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring other people with you along the journey. Don't walk the journey on your own. Do it with others, amen? Leviticus chapter 26, verse 8. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight, and your enemy shall befall before you by the sword. The principle in that is that we can achieve much more together than we can on our own. God's way is not to tough it out and do it on your own. God's given us a strategy, and it's called leaning in. Amen? When we're in a valley, we want to lean out. We just want to keep everyone away. But the fifth thing that I've found that that helps you through the valley is you make a conscious effort to lean in and to walk with someone else. Hallelujah. Because just more than likely, they've probably been through a similar thing. So this morning, as we conclude, are you camping in your valley? Have you gotten used to it? Has it become a an uncomfortable place, but you've chosen to stay there anyway? I want to say this morning that that's not God's plan and purpose for the valley experience that you might be in today. The Lord wants to lead you out and he wants to lead you to a place of victory. Hallelujah. Because he can and he will and he wants to. But We've just got to make a decision. Can we just bow our heads this morning? We'll just have a moment of prayer and then we'll be done. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning. Thank you for the word, Lord, that you place on my heart today, Lord. Uh, Done the best to deliver it. as I'm able to, Lord, and I, but I just pray this morning, Lord, that, that the word that you've given us this morning, Lord, about not camping in our valley experiences, that we would, we would choose this morning to get up, to rise up, to stop thinking about how bad it is, to pack up our campsites and start to move forward. That's you this morning. That's you this morning. You feel that there's an area of your life, a, a valley experience that you've been camping through, or excuse me, um, going through, but camping in. And I just want to encourage you before the Lord this morning to make a choice, to make a decision. Say, God, I'm not going to remain in this place any longer, I'm going to manage my thoughts. I'm going to start to praise you, Lord. I'm going to refuse the fear, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to make a choice to walk uh, alongside someone else. Lord, so I'm going to do all those things that were shared this morning so that I don't stay in this experience. So Father, I just pray this morning for those people that are at that place this morning, that you would just encourage them, And to give them fresh vision about the future that you have, Lord. That you have a hope and a future for them. Lord, we thank you this morning. While every head's bowed and eyes closed today, friends, if you're here and you need to have not made Jesus your Savior, if you've never asked God to forgive you through the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to pay for our sins so that we could be forgiven and that we could know God and know forgiveness. If you've never surrendered your life to him, you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and your master, or you're here this morning and you're away from God, just before we conclude this morning, would you raise your hand so I can see it this morning? We would love to pray with you. If you're here today and you know that you're away from God, you know you need to come back to him this morning. And just quickly as we pray, thank you. Amen. Glory to God.